0: Welcome to Better Helpful Women and Men. I am your host, Lady Michela It is an honor to have a gentleman that I just met maybe about two weeks ago. His name is Mr. Stephen Howard. And he wrote a book, and I want him to talk to us about the book because in this day and time that we're dealing with the foolishness and everything we need to keep our heads above the water so steven i'm not going to ask no questions i'm just going to let you take it over because i'm just going to sit back and listen
1: well you better be careful i i talk for a living so i may take up your whole time but thank you very much (laughs) who cares who cares cares? well thank you and well hello audience nice to meet you all uh she said my name is Stephen howard i'm Talk to you from Southern California right now, where it's a a wonderful 112 degrees on an August day. So, uh, inside here in the uh, air conditioning. Uh, But the book, um, the book is, as Lady Mishera said, is very timely for today's world. It's called How Stress and Anxiety Impacts Your Decision Making. And I don't know anyone who's not under stress these days with our lockdowns, with what's happening in our our social systems, our justice systems, or even our political systems here in the United States. Um, So stress and anxiety definitely impacts your decision-making, and the book tells you how, and it gives you some tips on how to control your stress, how to overcome your anxieties, and and some tips on using mindfulness as a technique for uh, making better decisions in both your personal and your professional lives. And I'm gonna give it to you. Gotta ask a question now and then. <laughs> okay, all right. Now I was gonna tell. I was, going to, I was. I was. was gonna tell
0: everybody to get their get a pen and a pad and write down the notes because, as I was saying, in this day and time, that we're dealing with so much and. It's good to have like a journal to, you know, as you telling us what we should do, we can just sit there and say, okay, we can do this and we can do that and everything. I want to give a shout out to all of my Pandora audience, uh, Spotify audience, Apple audience, Google, and all the above. We just want to give a shout out to you all. But what made you create, what, what inspired you, Stephen, to create this book?
1: The book is a spinoff from a previous book I wrote called um, Better Decisions, Better Thinking, Better Outcomes. And that book was aimed at leaders and making better decisions in the workplace. And after the first two months of the uh, lockdowns here in the United States, I realized the uh, amount of stress that people were in. and I started reading, you know, one of the one of these sad societal side effects of these lockdowns and shelter in place rules is that we're already seeing increased alcohol abuse <clears throat> increased binge eating and and worse of all increased domestic abuse and the reason for that quite honestly is our brain Our when our brain is under prolonged stress and that's everyone's under prolonged stress right now under prolonged stress the part of the brain that controls our reactions degenerates and that's why when you know people who usually could be able to handle their emotions and and not react and not lash out at people. They can't do it. And, And that's why people are binge eating. That's why alcohol abuse has increased during the shelter in place rules. And so I wrote the book really to help people and to realize that There are techniques you can use, uh, mindfulness practices, stress relief practices, so that you understand what's happening to you. Um, And, you know, unfortunately, we see this. I mean, I've stopped looking at Facebook. I am tired of seeing videos on Facebook of of somebody with a mask shouting at somebody without a mask or somebody without a mask shouting at somebody with a mask. You know, it's ridiculous. I mean, this country is so divided. Everyone feels that they've got the right to do where they want. They can lash out at anybody. That's our brain. Our brains are melting down in America, quite honestly. And we need to get a a grasp on that. Um, And one thing I can tell your audience, Lady Mishira, is um, I have an analogy in the book. And I I say that everyone needs to become a first responder when it comes to decision-making. And and here's what I mean by that. Uh, When I lived in Asia, and I lived in Asia for 21 years, I learned to scuba dive, and I got certified all the way up to a rescue diver status. And when you're certified as a rescue diver, the very first thing they teach you is not to react. Somebody's in the water yelling, help, help, help. Just don't jump off the boat and swim to them. You don't know if there's um, stingrays or sharks in the water. You don't know if there's a fishing net in the water. You don't know if they're bleeding. You don't know what's happening. So you have to stop and assess the situation. And that's why our first responders are taught the same thing. They're taught to be responders. Well, that's what I'm trying to tell people. Stop, pause, take a breath.
0: Right, right.
1: Do not not react to people. Do not react to situations. Do not react to events. Pause and then respond. And just like, yeah, people talk about purposeful breathing. I call it having a purposeful pause. Pause. Get yourself under control and then respond. Don't react.
0: And what you're saying, Stephen, is very correct because you know I was, which I, 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 I'm a born again Christian and. I read different things. I love examining different you know, different things because we learn from one another. And there's one of the scriptures, I think it's in Peter, where it speaks about self-control. And what you're saying is absolutely right because we have got to learn to have self-control over this whole situation. Um, I met a young lady one day in the store and I just asked her, I said, uh, sweetheart, where is your mask? And I mean, you know, and she, and I, she didn't curse at me. She didn't whoop and holler at me. Only thing she told me, she said, "You're right." She said, "But I, I work in this thing all the time," and I said, "I understand." And I said, "Look, I want you to be very, very, very careful." And she didn't get an attitude with me. You know, she she thanked me for being concerned. And then I met another young couple. These these kids looked to be like, oh my god, in their early twenties. And I looked at him, and I just said, can I say something? And the guy looked at me, and I said, I just want to say thank you for wearing your mask. And something that the young man told me, he said, I used to be not one to wear it, he said, but when this thing hit home, his sister's best friend was fighting for their lives because of C 19. And when he shared his story with me, I wanted to go embrace him and just hug him. But I said, "No, I, I just want to let, let me examine everything, make, you know, scan everything." And what you're saying is, is you gotta have self-control because if you don't, Stephen, everybody be flipping and flopping around like a bunch of dead fish. And, and that's yeah. what it looks. That's what it looks like in
1: the media right now. <clears throat> um, I totally agree with you. I don't know about you. I was. Um, I was taught as a young boy, like a child, you know, Stephen, when you get angry, you can't hit another child. You can't throw Don't you you know, you you can't throw blocks across the room, blah, blah, blah. And so I was taught to count to 10, you know, count to 10 and you get angry, blah, blah. You know what? I always thought that was just uh, my mother's old wives tale. Basically, it turns out there's a scientific basis for this. And it was discovered a few years ago because of the new te- technology, imaging technology. When we get emotionally hijacked, the amygdala, which is at the back of our brain, takes over. And it's secreting cortisol, adrenal adrenal cortisol into our blood. And this is why we get all excited and anxious and and we lose control. When we make that conscious decision, get ourselves under control, pause. It takes roughly 10 seconds for the prefrontal cortex the rational center of our brain to take over from the amygdala well 10 seconds is sorry takes eight seconds my apologies takes eight seconds well eight seconds is like counting to ten so there's actually scientists so all we need to do is pause people pause out there count to ten count to eight mm-hmm. whatever it mm-hmm. takes mm-hmm. take a mm-hmm. deep breath and then respond don't react Not, uh, and what when you do that and like you said when you do that because it's
0: like i say I've seen, And I'm like you, I just came out of a class taking um, neurobiology, not neurobiology, but neuroathetic, however you want to call it. My brain's is tired because that, that class was a 10-week class. <laughs> oh my God, that class was a 10-week class. But I, I'm so grateful because I passed with a 91, yeah, with a 91 point something. And I'm like saying, thank you, God. But I'm like you, even if you go on Twitter, you look at the same stuff. You go on YouTube, and these guys that they, they try to give us information on what's going on, but it's like a broken record. Same old, same old, same. Old. You can just sit there and you can ad lib what they do. <laughs> yeah. It,
1: what it they is, it is the same old stuff, and and no one's going to change your opinion based on something that. You or I or anybody else posts on Facebook, I and mean, we all have our entrenched political uh-huh. beliefs and societal beliefs and mm-hmm. spiritual or religious beliefs. So I've taken the approach now, and I'm trying to get people behind me. Is I'm not posting anything on Facebook unless it's positive, positive Thank energy. You, po- Thank you know, you. I, I I saw a clip the other day from uh, so I think the guy was in. Brazil or Peru I can't remember but he has a little school on a bicycle and he goes in the village and kids look out their window and he tells stories to the children and he uses mm-hmm. puppets and stuff mm-hmm. now that's a mm-hmm. beautiful story you almost want to cry mm-hmm. all, I, I wish everyone would take take all the crap out of your news feeds on in Facebook and just send everyone positive reinforcing inspirational messages uh, you know I did that yesterday it's so funny. Oh,
0: my Jesus. It's so funny you said that. Because yesterday, after we, was, we were trying to figure out what was going on with this doggone thing, I I did a, and I forgot to send you the link, but anyway, I sent it to you today. I, sent a, I, I did a 10-minute recording, and I said, I just want to encourage you. We're going to make it. We're, we're we're going to make it, exactly. and I'm sure that that little ten minutes it blessed someone because it made me feel good. And you know, like I I sent you the email earlier. We are leaders. It is our responsibility to 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 use our platforms to push out positive energy because people, so many people. Are killing themselves over in Nigeria. Excuse me, I have family live over there, and they were sharing with me. Said people are killing themselves because they are running scared. They don't know which way to go. They don't know. And then over here in America, people are hanging themselves. And once you keep constantly listening at the same thing, same thing, it's like. You know, what in the world? You know, today I did something and I, I really felt I felt the need to do it, Stephen, I really did. I sent I, I I was I was sitting down here and I said, Let me get a hold to Nancy Pelosi. And and I kid you not, I, I love the voice message on their machine and I said, I just want to say thank you. And I kind of nicknamed her Mama Pelosi <laughs> and Daddy. Daddy uh, Daddy Schumann, because of the simple fact is this: no matter what we agree on, we can agree and we can disagree. People are fighting for us and it's up to us to share some light. No one is perfect. No one is perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. But when you can just call and say, hey, thank you. Stop. Hey, thank you for what you're doing. That makes a person feel good.
1: It certainly does. It makes you feel good. I mean, I remember, do you remember what was about a year ago or maybe 15 months ago when the government shut down and but TSA was working? And, you know, this is all before yeah. the pandemic. And I, I fly a lot back, back in those days. And, you know, um, I, I do classroom training. So I'm all over the place. I, during that two week period, I, every TSA employee that I saw, I walked up to and I just simply said, thank you for working. I appreciate it, and you know, about seventy percent of them just looked at me like, "Oh my gosh, I've, no one's ever said this to me before," and mm-hmm. um, and I think every one of them appreciated. I felt good about it, and and look, if if they weren't working, I couldn't be flying. If I can't be flying, I can't be teaching the classroom. I'm not making any money, <laughs> so uh, I no, really no, no,
0: no, and you and you are correct. You are correct. So you know, even you even. As as you all are listening to this sh- listening to the show, I want you all, and then I'm gonna get back to Stephen. I want you all to do one thing for one for for one week for one week. I want you to go to an essential worker and just say thank you. It doesn't matter if it's a police officer, if it's a firefighter, a doctor's office, whatever. Go to them and just say, I just want to say thank you. When you do that. It's like a, you feel a,
1: a surge come over you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I would uh, hopefully I do it once a day if you can, if you're out there. I mean, if you're isolating, yeah. you say, wait till it's over with. But uh, do it on social media, whatever. But absolutely correct. We need to show more gratitude to people. Uh, and, and that's, again, one of the I think that's one of the values that we've lost as a nation. Uh, as a as a, hum, as a humanity, as we've lost the ability to express gratitude, it's almost as if you express gratitude, you're being weak, and that you know we have a national holiday in November about gratitude, and and but the only thing we are appreciative for is the food on the on the table, and we we've just gone too far astray.
0: And what you're saying is absolutely true. What you're saying is absolutely true. It's it's thundering here, and I hate to get my dog out of, out of here. But anyway, what you're saying is absolutely true. We 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 forget about what it what it is to be thankful. When I wake up in the morning times, I say thank you, God, because I could be the millions that have died with COVID 19. When I go out, and although I, I wear my mask and everything and stuff, but sometimes because of paranoia, i will be like saying. Oh God! I hope I ain't got it. I Hope I ain't got it. But when I wake up and I can say I'm alive, I say, <laughs> I say, thank God because of the simple fact. This is, this and this, you know, and it's, it, it's a, in the spiritual realm. It speaks about this, and in the book of Psalms, it says, in everything you do, you give thanks. You give thanks. It does not matter what it is, you know. It it, it and I tell people on my political thing. I, I'm not into a lot of politics. I didn't vote for Trump, but I said, okay, God, he's there. Bless him. Thank him. Might not always agree with the junk he do, but God, thank you. Bless him. And keep it trucking, because guess what? We could, it could be to the place that we could be like the third world country.
1: Very much And, sure.
0: and not have nothing. Not, I mean, I mean, seriously, we could be like the third world country and not have nothing
1: yep I, I understand what you're talking about the uh... and
0: we need America needs and I really believe if and, and this is my month my motto my quote love more and hate less I believe if everybody would catch on fire with what you're saying and with what i'm saying and just start spreading more love this is the way i believe i believe that c19 would be destroyed i really believe
1: that whether it's destroyed or not it would certainly make a different world um we could all cope with it a lot better that's that's without a doubt um the other thing i would add to that is um and i know it's going to be hard to do for americans in the next you know between now and November the 3rd. But, you know, about four years ago, I stopped watching cable news on uh, mm-hmm. any channel, all channels. I just mm-hmm. don't turn mm-hmm. on any cable news mm-hmm. at all because it's really not news because it's really stressful. Everything is breaking news on cable news, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, my blood pressure dropped about 20 points and uh, uh, and I, I remember I was in an airport, I guess it must have been I don't know, last September, October when um, one of the Supreme Court judge nominations was going to testify. It was like a Wednesday morning and all of a sudden these big banners on the big screens in the airport, breaking news, breaking News, so and so is about to testify. I go, I can't. We knew, we knew on Thursday of the previous week that he was going to testify at eleven a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. This is not breaking news. No, no, no. But you're right. You're right. You're right. And but that's the way they. That's the way they promote it. And all, all that does is cause everyone stress. So um boycotts. Boycott. Uh, all cable news <laughs> well,
0: what you're saying is the truth and it's so funny that you said it because I did a show I kid you not I did uh, it was either a uh, YouTube no I did a Facebook live and I did a show and I this is what I've told everybody remove the bugs out of your ears just 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 remove it look at the facts. Do not allow the media, Democrats, Republicans, or whatever, don't, don't allow them to put the buzz in your ears. Look at the facts. And then when it come time for you to vote, go vote now. In the state of Florida, in the state of Florida, and I'm, I'm kind of shocked at this, but then again, I'm not shocked, although we are a Republican state, but our governor has fixed to where that we can do the mail-in, uh, the mail-in ballots. And so I called my, the voter's registration and they took me, and they said, yeah, we got you down here. I said, okay, I said, let me ask you a question. Can, if I don't mail the ballot in, can I come? Can I come and bring it to the, they say, you can do it. You don't have to go vote, you just go and bring the ballot to the office. This is what some of the states are doing, and this is why we advise everybody, get a hold to the voters registration company, your people, whatever, and ask them, can you bring your ballots to the place? Do not listen at the news because I'm telling you, it would drive you stone crazy
1: totally agree I've, I've been doing that for years before my father passed away and that's how i got involved in, in in researching alzheimer's and then researching stress and anxiety and and written the last two books um you know my dad was 82 and uh, he's an ex uh, korean war vet marine corps vet um we voted. I I did the same thing. For I would sit down with him, take his ballot, and he would tell me who he'd vote for, it, and he'd he'd sign it, and and then I'd drop it off at the uh, county registers office here in the in yes. the town I live in, and it, it yes. works perfectly. Um, it do, it does. It does. Now let me ask you a question.
0: Where can <clears throat> where can the people find the books? Your books at now I'm, now. I'm letting everybody this now. I'm a little. Can you talk? Right. I'm letting everybody know this now. I am. I will have this information in the August magazine of Better Health for Women and Men. I will do that. But where can they buy your books that go? I'm I'm gonna get one.
1: I lost you there. Can you hear me? Oh gotcha. Sorry. Okay. okay. Uh, sorry, I lost you there for a second. Um I my books are on Amazon. Um, both in paperback format and Kindle format. It's Stephen with a V, Stephen Howard. Um, the two books that, that your audience would be interested in is How Stress and Anxiety Impacts yes. Your Decision-Making. And then the one before that, if you're a leader, an organization or a corporation or something, uh, Better Decisions, Better Thinking, Better Outcomes is the, the other book. Um, so that's one. And, uh, if you want to reach out to me personally, my website is calianteleadership.com. A lot of you know that caliente is the Spanish word for hot, but the second definition of caliante is passionate. And so I'm passionate about leadership. And so I call the company Caliante Leadership. Also, where I live, the land is owned by the Agua Caliante Band of Indians. And so it's actually my tribute to our Native American landowners as well. So um, calianteleadership.com or email is Stephen at com. Now let me
0: ask you a question because you 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 take it in my heart because when I first met you and we was talking about this what do you teach in leadership?
1: The number one thing I teach there's a difference between good leadership and great leadership and my whole philosophy is to take good managers and turn them into great leaders. And to do that, um, my philosophy of great leadership is simple. Great leadership is an art, and it's the art of achieving progress through the involvement and actions of others. And if you listen to those words carefully, I don't talk about results. I don't talk about success. It's, It's the art of achieving progress, because as a leader, you may not achieve your goals for this year, this quarter, whatever. But the leader needs to make sure that the team can function because there's going to be next year's goals, next quarter's goals, the next project goals. So you need to have the involvement and the actions of others and achieve progress. And so I talk about uh, the importance of both leading people as well as leading for results. And good managers are either good at leading for results or good managers are good at leading for people, but not both. And a great manager, a great leader, is good at both leading people and leading for results. So that's what I teach them. And then you know, a whole- I
0: like that. I like that because I'm trying to think of one of our leaders. Now he he what I can't think of the guy's name. John. Um, oh my God, I can't think of John's last name. But anyway, he is a great leader as well. He has he does kind of like what you do and he does seminars, and one of the things that he'd you know, he be teaching is that it's more than just wearing a suit. It's more than just wearing a briefcase. I mean, carrying a briefcase. Yeah. It's more than just having a cell phone and with your name, CEO, or president so-and-so, or vice president, so, it, it, it's more than, it is your character. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you want people, I look at some of the companies and how American t- companies they they do more changing up on doggone CEOs than anything in this world. But there's one company that do not have a a overall turn. And that is the, the duck, the that doggone duck commercial, quack, quack.
1: Oh. oh. Okay. Al- Al- Affleck, the insurance yes. company.
0: Affleck does not have a turnover all the time. And the reason is this their CEO treat their employees like he want to be treated. Hmm it's not about the money it's not about you know they do things and and people that i've talked to that work with Apple, they said they would never leave the company because the company is a the leadership is is phenomenal
1: i'm not surprised to hear that If, if you have a leader like that um i remember when jeff Bezos started amazon in the early days and and um Wall Street was critical of him, and he basically said to Wall Street one time, he "Said, look, if you're investing in my company because you want dividends or you want a high-growth stock, don't invest in us because my number one priority are my employees, my number two priority are my customers, and my number three priority is my shareholders." And people were aghast at that. I mean, that is just so against everything Wall Street's about. But, you know, he built a hell of a company. It's not its not perfect today. He's not involved in it as much today as he used to be. Uh, I'm sorry. I said Jeff Bezos. That's Amazon. I do apologize. I meant um, uh, Howard Schultz. I do apologize for that, folks. Howard, okay. Schultz, Howard Schultz who started uh, Starbucks. And uh, he's not as involved in it today. Yeah, Starbucks is not a perfect company. But thats that was his whole attitude in starting Starbucks. Um Uh, was exactly that. Employees come first, customers come second, and shareholders come third. And it's the truth. And when we get to the place,
0: when we get to the place, Stephen, that we, that we, because, you know, something that, it's like this. Money is energy, but you're not going to give your money to a leader, at least I would hope not. You're not going to give your money to a leader that has no compassion for a person. Only thing is about money, 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 money. Nothing else but money, 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 money. And my family, they don't got to the place, they said, we're so sick and tired of listening to money because money is like has really taken over the, the world until people don't even have.
1: They don't have love for one another. They don't, and and um, you know the, you're right. The whole focus has been on greed, and you know the the greed is good concept from the movie. I, I think it was the movie was I think it was called Wall Street, but anyway, the, the greed is good. Um, no, we don't. We our values are out of line. They're out of whack. Um, and the and the other thing that we lack because of focus on this is that. All, so many leaders are so afraid of, of being transparent, of telling the truth because they're afraid that it's he, going to affect the stock price or it's going to affect employee morale or he, they think that the public can't deal with it we need transparency back in the world from our leaders. And that that's the only way we're going to build trust in our leaders again. If I mean, if you look at all the research done on trust these days, I mean, trust in con- congressmen actually rank below used car salesmen in tr- in terms of trust on the scale. I think Congress is like 11% of the people have trust or faith in Congress and 15% have trust and faith in used car salesmen. Um, we, we need that. We And there's very few great leaders out there. Somebody asked me, the other day, if you could pick any leader to become head of the head of the um, country, who would you pick? And I struggled for a second, and the name I came up with is a uh, Adam Silver, who who's the commissioner of the National Basketball Association. I think he's been very transparent, right? right very right. He's a great leader. I I would love to see him um, relinquish the NBA and take over the country. But and you're right, you're, you're right. You know, um, it was another person
0: that even I said. I, I, it wasn't, um, what was that guy's name? He's out of England. But when, when they had, when everything went down, he had kind of messed up on money. But oh, Rich, Richard had, Branson. Yes, Richard. Because the way I look at it is like this we have young people that are coming up in this world. You need leaders that are strong. You need leaders that's going to say, you know what? Y'all are my children. I'm going to put y'all under my wings and I'm going to teach you. I don't know if you remember back in the 80s when they had the program called CETA.
1: No, I don't. I was overseas uh, I, at the time, so I don't know that program.
0: Okay. I was a part of that program and they would teach you, you earn while you learn.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And and it was a beautiful program. I mean, I was learning about computers and everything, but when they had the election, the president dissolved it. No, 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 we don't need it. And And it's like, come on, are you serious? And I was talking to one of my neighbors over the weekend and he was saying, he said, you know, if all the leaders will come together and technology is what's running the country, running all over the world now, and teach the young people how to do things. He said we will not have all of this stuff that we're having now, and and it's the truth. That's to me is what good leadership is, is to where you can sit down, like doing what you are doing. Let me teach you leaders how to do this and how to do it. That is what good leadership is all about. Not all this the foolishness we're seeing out here now.
1: Not uh-huh. sad. In addition, if I think back to – I mean back in the 60s, you could say that the the greatest minds, the greatest individuals went to work in Washington, D.C., the best of the best. Um, you know, under John Kennedy, under Lyndon Johnson, I and mean, even before that, under Eisenhower. So, different, different political mm-hmm, beliefs, mm-hmm, but, you mm-hmm. know, the, the best brains would leave the best colleges and go to work in, in government. We don't have the best the best in government. If you look at the cabinet today, or, or you know, and it's not being political, you go back eight years ago under the previous administration, even that cabinet, they were not the brightest of the brightest that worked in government. Yeah. And the people go to Washington, D.C., particularly in Congress, you know, they enter, they enter with uh, a few hundred thousand dollars in net worth, and they leave as millionaires. And I, I don't understand how you can go into government service uh, and 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 increase your wealth from hundreds of thousands to being a millionaire. By the by the yeah, way, yeah. I've got breaking I've got breaking news for you. My phone's just what? lit up. Joe Biden is named uh, Kamala Harris as his vice president. Um, we knew it. It just lit up on my phone 20 seconds ago.
0: We knew it. We knew it. We knew it. Everybody knew that one. But you, what you're saying is the truth because even when President Obama, you know, even he was saying because there was a person, a young guy that wanted to run run for president and I'm not going to even call that boy's name. And he even said, he said, uh, you want to run for president? Uh, I suggest you go to school. I I suggest you learn because what you're saying is the truth. You got to know what you're doing. Because I I was teasing on Facebook. I said, I'm going to run for president. And I started giving out the things. And so one lady, she was in Germany. She said, please don't run for president. I said, why not? She said, please don't run for president. She said, you'll be good. She said, please run. And, And what she said was the truth. She said, "You have a temper." I'm
1: and sorry, I hearing. lost you again. I can't hear you.
0: You there? Oh my God, we keep losing. Anyway, she has said, "Lost connection. Tip to reconnect." she had told me she said yeah, I don't know what's happened
1: temperate. here but I can't I can't hear and you but I, I'm, I'm sure I'm in temperate. agreement with whatever it, it, you just said really because uh like, wow. you know again okay, I go back okay. to the fact that we need so, more know, transparency oh you dropped I off completely now you got
0: disconnected
1: um, anyway, I was saying That's we need more transparency sure in our do. leaders and, and I, I uh, we just need want them to say, be more I honest and open, open with all of us, um, whether it it's was, an organizational it leader, a religious leader, a nonprofit yeah, leader.
0: or And, you know, and this is my thing I want to bring to all my viewers, people that that can help us all. We're in this together. Is it hard? Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's very hard. But we can do this. And I just, you know, y'all know how I am. I just want to have a word of prayer with you all. Because if we need we need God help. I don't care if you're Muslim, Buddhist, whatever you may be. We need help from God. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for just allowing us to be on this show. Father, I ask, I thank you so much for Stephen being here. I am so grateful to Okay, him, I you so come back on. The books that I can't he hear you as yet, though. Because we are world changers and we are world leaders. And Father, I just ask that you bless him in his work that he does. I ask that you bless each and everyone that is listening. I just thank you. I am so grateful for my audience. I'm so grateful to be alive. I'm so grateful for President Trump. I'm grateful for uh, Vice President Joe Biden, who's running and his pick uh Camera, how you pronounce the girl's name. I'm grateful. Because you're gonna put who you want to put in. I'm so grateful. So, Father, bless us all. Protect us as we go through COVID-19. In your name, we pray. Amen. Well, guys, Steven, not get back on. I love you guys. I'm gonna to try to be on tomorrow. I got this webinar to do tomorrow, but I love you all. Thank you for listening better help for women and men. We're going to make it. God bless you. Thank you.